Hello, Andy, and welcome <laughs> to Look Good for the Boys, a horror gossip podcast. I would like to play a game. Fuck, Mary, kill. Make your choice. <laughs> I'm Philip. I'm Andy. And like I said, this is Look Good for the Boys, our horror gossip podcast, and you are in the midst of our Sawtoberfest. Countdown to Halloween is well <laughs> underway. But yeah, we are continuing our coverage of the Saw franchise as part of Sawtoberfest. Yeah. And yeah, this is a little bit unique for us. We're doing a little different approach. We are being little Judy's judging Jigsaw because Jigsaw needs a little judging. You know what I just realized, though? What? So in Saw 3, we technically have a moment where we are Judy's judging a Jigsaw who is judging a Jigsaw who is judging a judge. <laughs> we were Judy's judging Jigsaw, judging Jigsaw, judging judges. Wow. Moving on from that, sadly, we are still, <laughs> fortunately, Judy's judging Jigsaws. That's true. You know, 789 has a few of them. We got three more of them right now. Three? No, no, no. I mean movies. Oh, yeah. We have three more movies. Yeah, but... But, but like... Was, uh, nine uh, more Jigsaws? <laughs> Who Is can everyone count? in the city a Jigsaw <laughs> at this point? I mean, because seven, if you, if you want to, you know, push the definition of a Jigsaw, seven has four, eight has two, and nine has one. So math is, we're judging seven Jigsaws. We're Judy's judging seven Jigsaws. Jesus Christ. Wait, what? <laughs> No, that's not right, because in seven, it ends with three, two there's unmasked. Three, yeah, there's three that we uh, don't know. There's two we don't know who they are. But yeah, so we're back to Judge Jigsaws, uh, because Jigsaws tend to not be very adept at being their own judges and also treat themselves as judge, jury, and executioner, and we're like, nope, nope, nope. nope. This system needs some checks and balances. Who judges the Jigsaws? Who Jigsaws the Jigsaws? These Judies. Yes, so we are Judies jigsawing jug- Jigsaws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we mean, you don't even really need judging, because yeah, we're jigsawing. Right. Okay, so let's talk about... Saw 7, better known as Saw... Saw 3D or... The Final Chapter. Yes. Which it was for a while, actually. This is the end of our run of every year getting a Saw movie. This is, Yeah, this is the end of that first run. This is sort of like the, the end of the Paramount Friday the 13th movies. Right. Where it's like, <laughs> well, this, is, this puts the cap on the original Saw timeline. They try to bookend it. In a way. Sort of. And then, yeah, and then we get the new line. I mean, it's JK. It's all Lionsgate, but we get the new Saw cycle seven years later. But yeah, this is like, man, it's like, you know, Friday the 13th. We had a Friday the 13th movie like every year mm-hmm. for a while with like, you know, a, a missed year here and there. But, and then we had Saw. But you know what happened? The same year that this Saw entry came out. 2010. Paranormal Activity was like the 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 new thing. So that began a new cycle of paranormal activity movies every Halloween. Yeah. There wasn't okay. room in October for both of them, I guess. Apparently not. Well, everything got a little ghosty, you know, around then too. Yeah, people were kind of done with traps and more into ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like when everyone stopped 
listening to post-punk screamo stuff and like went straight to like metalcore, you know? Sure. <laughs> I, I, I did not get that reference. But it's okay. sort of like when, yeah, yeah, it's a cultural shift, whatever. We, we went from Saw to, I don't know. Stuff. We're scared of ghosts in our house. Yeah. We're scared of the power of technology and its supernatural implications. So this, yeah, this shifts to the paranormal activities, the insidious, the conjureverse. Yeah, it was also kind of a return to where people lived, you know, the American neighborhood, the suburbs, that mm-hmm. kind of, it was a, it was a, we were gutting out of the urban hellscape of the Saw movies, you know, no more warehouses, no more f- abandoned factories. Now we're in little like McMansions and shit out past uh, oceans of box stores. But before all of that, we get <laughs> Saw the final chapter. Saw 3D the final chapter. Shall we be Judy's judging jigsaws? Let's judge final these chapter? jigsaws. Okay, let's do it. So we open with this public execution trap, which by the way, this is the brightest we have ever seen this Yeah, scene. well this is this is the first indication like we're not in a warehouse. This is not a remote location. We are out in public, broad daylight, no strobes. No, 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 you know, probably smells better than the majority of the Saw movie settings. I'm sure. (laughs) A a full gamut of spectators that are all, you know, just going about their day-to-day lives. So we actually, it's our first indication that this is a city that has people that are living normal, okay lives. Yeah, it kind of looks like that place in toronto everybody always shoots that like town center area in toronto oh see i was thinking it looked like i don't know an apple store yeah well yeah yeah yeah. i mean it looks yeah it looks like uh it looks like clean Times square you Mm -hmm. know it's it's the the, there's commerce happening shopping is happening and tons of people are out yeah and it's a nice area it's like oh so this is how the other half lives this truly is a tale of two cities Right? The saw the saw franchise is Dickensian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like this is the Wall Street area. This is like you know where the like this the, is where the people are. Well, this is where the people who are to be blamed for what yeah, we've this, seen in the previous six movies live. This is work. where the people who own homes and have nice lives are. Who are you know probably exploiting all of the people we've seen being tortured? No, they got where they were through hard work and determination. And it is not their fault that other people don't have what it takes. The clear difference here, Philip, is that these people do not take their lives for granted. So they don't need to learn any lessons because Mm -hmm. they're living nice, quiet, American, faith-based lives of comfort and patriotism they wear suits they have the newest iphone they believed in themselves and that's why their lives are good and they have no moral failings or flaws or sins to account for and that's why jigsaw is not testing any of them yep and if all of america could just be like that that would solve our problems yeah but who is he testing here so he is testing Brad, Ryan, and Dina. The Barry and Claudette no, of no, Saw 3D, the not. final chapter. No, we are not going down that path here. <laughs> this is our first indication, right? Right out the gate that this movie has some toxic masculinity problems. This, <laughs> okay, yes. Let's discuss the trap then. Okay, so basically, 
Brad and Ryan are at different sides of a large table with saws at either end. Yeah. And they can push the saw into the other person. And they've both been given little outfits. It seems like Jigsaw dressed them both up in like, like they're wearing overalls. They're like they're mm-hmm. in a lumber yard, you know, like they work at a saw table. And I'm wondering if that's how he found them or if he was like, oh, well, if I'm putting them at a saw table, I might as well give them a little outfits. You know, he's playing dress up with them. Because they're matching, they're his I dollies. have to assume that they were dressed. Yeah, they were just, yeah, that he dressed them. Yeah. Yeah. And then above this table is shackled poor Dina, who... First of all, she's in like an S&M harness and she's upside down. Yes. Blood's rushing to her head. And she's above a third saw in the middle of the table. So if these two men decide to not push the saw into one or the other of them, they can just leave the table in the center and Dina will lower onto the middle saw and, you know, yeah, yeah, be sliced in half. Yeah. The reason they're in this trap (laughs) is because... It's because Jigsaw has decided he's a hairy stan and he's engaging in some toxic fandom behavior. He's upset about the love triangle. Yeah, so according to Jigsaw, Dina has seduced them both and has been sleeping with them both behind each other's backs. Yeah, she's to blame. Um, <laughs> and this, I honestly feel like they threw this line in just to make her seem more evil because it was too fucked up otherwise. But apparently Dina has been manipulating them into committing crimes on her behalf because oh, she gets that's, off on it. Yeah, that's like a vague indication of that, but it's definitely like... No, you wanted to feel better about this trapping incel as fuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Well, and they even make her, she starts cheering on them to kill each other. Right. To So that she won't die, which is okay. Well, she's evil, I guess, for that. Yeah, they, they really tried to sell the audience on, on the idea that Dina deserves this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which she's the, old, she's the one in this trap who doesn't have any agency either. You yeah, know, she's, she's literally just hanging can't there. Do anything to get herself out of it. So that's why she has to resort to like, I've always loved you. Kill him, kill him, Brad. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't, I mean, she doesn't go about it the best way, but also she's about to there's, die. There's no good way to go about it. And I would do something manipulative too if i had to convince one or another person to kill the other so that i could survive yeah i well, would be like yeah let me die here we just have another one of these jigsaw scenarios where it's like this doesn't mean anything right there's no lesson to be learned here and why is it in public i so okay this is where i start overthinking this uh, is the oh, area okay, okay. where i start being like there is something to the fact that this is on public display at this time, because this is like, you know, people being obsessed with like celebrity relationships and love triangles and infidelity and divorces and shit has always been a thing. Like, of course, anyone who tries to say that that's a new thing is full of shit, because I can tell you from a kid who grew up in the 80s that I know way more than I ever wanted to know about Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson from the covers of tab- tabloid <laughs> newspapers in checkout lanes. So this is a thing that's been going on forever, but this is like, now we're in social media era. We're all kind of celebrities in a way. 
you know, like we have the potential, like, right. The idea that there's always a main character on Twitter. Yeah. And, and the idea that any one of us has the potential to suddenly become big for no, real for reason. no real reason. And just because everyone is, has this sick fascination with watching the drama of other people's lives. That's what happens. And that's where we are now. And that's the, that's the thing to comment on at the beginning of this particular Saw movie is that everyone is making these strangers' relationships their business here. And the idea of like what's going to happen in that relationship is not just for them. It's not private. And, but the, the crowd has no influence on it. So it's a poorly thought out trap in that way. Right. Because it's, I mean, are they though? Like maybe she's, maybe that, that's like a thing of like Brad and Ryan and Dina should stop to consider like, oh no, people are watching us. <laughs> How are we going to look right now? You know, that's, this was before anyone was used to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So in a way it's also kind of prescient. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Jigsaw does use the words like toxic and alpha male way before those became like these culturally normative words to use. It is a little prescient. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah. it's still <laughs> it's super still, fucked up. It's still so fucked up to be like, well, she cheated, so cut her in half. And they like to have the two guys team up too, to be like, like, fuck this bitch. This bitch isn't worth it. And it's like, you don't even know what their relationship is. Right. Are they friends? Do they work together? What's the deal? Like, what is this? Also, you guys should have just told each other, you know, she should just, because that would be a hot threesome, is oh, what I'm absolutely. saying. All three of them are very attractive. Yeah. Like, as someone who does watch bisexual pornography, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MMF, you know, they're, that's a good, <laughs> solid pairing. Yeah. But look, here, here's the thing. It's not that great of a trap mm-hmm. to begin with. Like, I, I like the idea behind it, but I just can't think of a single person I would want to put in that specific scenario of hanging above two people who are have the power to end Yeah, well, it's life. again, it's a bad trap because yeah. it, there's no way, it's not fair. And it's not satisfying is the other thing. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, absolutely. I love, look, anytime there's a saw in a trap, I feel a little bit, you know, ah, oh, that's nice. They knew they they did the extra work. They knew that they had to put a saw somewhere. But we we deserved better. Yeah, the, but the trap itself, yeah, it sucks. It sucks on like by almost every metric. Uh, I except for the fact that it's in front of people. I, I love that. Imagine this. Imagine if it was a three-way table saw thing Ooh. situation in which two people had to vote basically <laughs> together to kill the third. So like, she actually has agency in it. And, and make it an actual love triangle. Make it so that, like, there is an element of, like, reasoning yeah. why every single pairing would work against the other. Here's my, here's what I'm saying as, mm-hmm. as our Judy's judging Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. We get rid of the trap as it is. Yeah. We set these three go. Set these three free. Come the fuck on now. What are they yeah, doing Yeah, they do here? not belong in any trap at all. Yeah, and no one in the crowd who's watching this, if you're trying to make a statement about, like our obsession with knowing other people's business, you're not, no one's learning that lesson no, here. No, not one person. <laughs> no. And no, the, the three of them aren't going to learn any lessons from this. No. <laughs> no. You don't solve infidelity with table saws. Right. 
But I do like this concept if you give the third person agency. So I want to save it for the possibility of if we have some kind of triangle. Oh, if there's dynamic. another triangle that pops up. If- so I'm writing it down. Triangle saw table. We're saving it for another. And okay. it doesn't have to be a thruple. It doesn't have to be a sexual thing. But just like. No, no, a, no. Ooh, like what if it was say, okay, this is fantasizing here, right? Because these people die at different times. But like say like Hoffman and Amanda and Dr. Gordon all locked into a table saw where two of them have to agree yeah. to kill the other. Well, yeah. And it's like, you know? it's like, it's fun. Cause then you could make that about like who gets the jigsaw mantle. Like you guys are engaged in these power struggles mm-hmm. uh, all over, you know, words and tapes from a guy who died four movies ago. Right. Which who knows how long ago that was. <laughs> I still don't know where this movie takes place in the timeline. I don't know where any of them, even uh, apparently even Tobin Bell has no idea what the timeline is <laughs> well, for these it's movies. It's funny because he's also only in each movie for like three minutes now. Right. What a great job he has. You know? <laughs> he shows up to set for a couple days and like collects his paycheck and he's the face of a series. So, okay. We've freed Brad, Ryan, and Dina. They don't deserve anything. Yeah. Let them deal with their drama in private. Yeah. It's not our business. Go fuck it out. Yeah, right? Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad solution for certain problems. Not all problems. <laughs> But some problems. That's what I'm talking about. We just need a jigsaw that puts people in sexual situations. <laughs> Bachelorette I, party jigsaw. Okay, you know that there's got to be like saw porn parodies. Of course And I bet they are. actually make oh for better movies. Oh my God. I bet they're better films. Yeah. Well, I guess we both have some research <laughs> to do. <laughs> okay, so the next trap we have is the car trap, which, you know what? No notes. No notes. This They're is, all neo Nazis. Great all the way Don't through. give a shit. Yeah, the super glue thing. I always it feels like. Well, that's a little easy. You just is pull, it? pull yourself off. You know. I, I mean, but you're pulling your skin off. Yeah, that but doesn't I mean, feel easy. I'd rather pull my skin off than like you know pull that giant ring through my jawbone or pull my jawbone off or whatever it is you had to do. True. Some again, we've discussed this. Not all jigsaw traps are created equal, and some of them feel a lot. Uh, how do we say easier? To get out of than others. Yes. And this scooper glue always feels like a... But he really struggles with it. So Mm. halfway through, I'm like, nope, this is fine. This super glue is fine. You know what? Even though I have a really big problem with people in jigsaw traps not having agency, like just being trapped there to be killed by somebody else or saved, in this case, I don't care. No, I don't care either. And this trap is so satisfying. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most satisfying traps in the series, I think. Because it's just one, it nails the idea of like a multi-subject trap while doing a different thing with each victim. It's not just six people on a carousel spinning with a shotgun, you know? Right, yes. It's like, no, each person has their own little private agony going on in this trap. And it's like uh, it's like the beginning of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's like a Rube Goldberg kind of deal where it's like you see how one thing affects the next, you know? And it's got like a kind of a final destination edge to it in just how like conclusive it is. You know, it's not one of those traps where it's about drawn out pain, you know, or someone having to overcome something. Once the fucking skin thing is over... And, and the trap begins its real deal. It's just boom, 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 boom. And it's such great gore. Mm-hmm. The gags, just one after the other, so fucking brutal. And they're Nazis, so it's fine. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's why no notes. 
Yeah, no, it just rules. And I love, too, that the whole thing is just a distraction. It's right. just so, it's just to help Hoffman get away. Right, right. And unlike the opening trap, this one, he actually picked subjects who deserved it. So that's the car trap. Yeah, it rules. And before we move on to the main series of traps, we have a little aside because... Well, because we get our whole fucking Jigsaw Survivors group. Yes. We which, see some familiar faces in there. <laughs> we sure do, including someone we had a question about from Five. Which one? The rich kid arsonist. I can't remember his name right now. The guy that at the very end with the, uh, the saw trap with Julie Benz. Oh, with their arms. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's in there. Okay. I, I didn't recognize I him. I couldn't tell if Julie Benz was in there. She was not. Okay. So maybe she did die. Or maybe she survived and just doesn't like support groups. Yeah. You know, the secretary from Six is in there. Yeah. <laughs> that poor woman. Oh, God, that poor lady. So in the support group, we get a little background on a character named Sydney, who is new, and we learn that she was placed in this American gladiator-style trap where <laughs> she is hanging from a bar over a bunch of lawnmower blades spinning and she has to battle her abusive partner by not like one of them has to knock the other down. Yeah. And and she even says that her lesson was to escape her ex. So basically her sin is being in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Her sin was not leaving her abusive partner. Right. And also like what a dumb trap. Right. And she could have easily been killed. By her abuser. Yeah. Like, that's such a fucked up trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's his lesson? Yeah. Commit more violence against the person you're abusing. Good job. You did it. That person you were going to kill someday anyway, well, you killed her. Now you're out of the trap. Yeah, and Sydney just got lucky. And then, like, is sitting in a support group saying, you know, that she is happy that she went through her experience because it helped her get away from her abuser. It's like, girl, you need some serious fucking therapy because now you're in an abusive relationship with Jigsaw. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad for her. Of course she's going to like have major Stockholm syndrome with Jigsaw. Like he just basically replaced himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just bringing this up because I think Sydney needed to be Well, she shouldn't have been in that trap. No. Also, it's a dumb trap. It's a dumb trap. It's just a bad trap. I'm sorry. Upside down lawnmowers? Shut the fuck up. What is that? Yeah, put the abuser in the trap, not the person being abused. Well, yeah, they shouldn't. He shouldn't be putting abused people in traps. Which <laughs> is again, I mean, we keep circling back to this. That's just harm on top of harm. Right. That is not going to help. Well, and we've seen the damage it's done to the people that have survived it, yeah. such as Amanda. And then in this movie, we get to have one of our favorites from the last movie back. The only person that's willing to call jigsaw and by proxy i guess these movies out on their bullshit right simone simone is back just to (laughs) just just throw some more fucking (laughs) just to come just to (laughs) pop her head back in real quick and be like all this is stupid all of this is bullshit fuck you fuck jigsaw it's dumb stop overthinking this it's bad bye i'm out (laughs) i love her (laughs) she's so great She, she She's my second favorite character after Lynn in this whole series. In the whole series? Yeah. yeah I uh, She should have been more. Like, we should have four Saw movies that feature Simone. But honestly, I don't, because I don't trust the creators behind oh, well, the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want her to pop up in one scene in every movie where she calls out the bullshit. Yeah. I don't want her to be just involved to in any in other way. be like, way. by the way, this is still bullshit. <laughs> Bye. So then we move on to... 
the major series of traps, which is based around Bobby Dagan. Bobby Dagan. Who wrote the book Survive. Survive. S-U-R-V-I-V-E. How I Overcame Jigsaw? My story of overcoming Jigsaw. Oh, that's clunky. Yeah. How I Overcame is Do we better. ever learn what Survive is supposed to stand for? Yeah. So it's as he's going through each section of his dark ride, mm-hmm. there is a message Oh written, my god, and and it spells out survive. Oh my god, so I did not pick up on that. Yeah, it's start your life anew, understand your problems. I can't remember what the R or the first V are, but then it's ignore your detractors. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, those people criticizing you, their haters don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> what a toxic fucking message, right? And then the second V is. Shit, I don't remember. But the E is embrace something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't write them down or anything. I feel anything. so I stupid just, that yeah. I did not pick up on that. Well, it's also just like, that's not your fault. That's the movie's fault. Because if this movie really wanted to like say the things it's trying to say about what Bobby Dagan is, which is a, yet like Will in the last movie, yet another scapegoat, for profound systemic problems in our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, what's his name? James uh, Frey? Fry? However you pronounce The guy that wrote A Million Little Pieces. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. That went on Oprah, and Oprah was like, I'm mad that you've tricked me because I'm dumb. That's exactly how, that's <laughs> yeah. what she said word This for is word. Jigsaw as Oprah, by the way. This is, <laughs> this is Jigsaw confronting the, his personal James Fry. It's that. It's that, like, this guy tricked everyone into thinking that he had these experiences that he did not have. And uh, we idolized him, and now we feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. So, he's- which I mean, the thing is, before we get into this whole series of <laughs> yeah. traps, like, who would think that was a good idea? Uh, well, it's just like Hoffman being like, "I'm gonna give credit. I'm gonna commit a murder and set it up to make it look like Jigsaw did it." It's like, did you think you were gonna get away with this? Right. But my point is, it's not your fault that you don't know about the what survive stands for because the movie needed to make that part of it like it needed to be more than just an easter egg on a wall you know it needed to be like the traps are themed after each one of these bullshit self-help axioms he names a chapter after you know mm-hmm. it like each one has to be like a this is what your idea in your book is this is how i'm inverting that or weaponizing it against you that's clever. Which, yeah, that would but be great. These writers are just never clever enough to fucking do that. Or maybe it's just more po- more of that like, well, Jigsaw's actually an idiot. Like he's not as smart as he thinks he is. Yeah, unclear. It depends on how you choose to read it, you know, I guess. I personally think it's a little of column A, a little column B. So we get a little flashback. So first of all, this book tour must be going on for years. <laughs> yeah, cuz what? Because, <laughs> yeah, John Kramer shows up to a book signing of Bobby Dagan's, which, okay, let's just acknowledge a couple things here. First of all, if you are fucking insane enough to write a book faking that you're a victim of a person who specifically punishes people for doing wrong things, and then you're on a book tour and somebody comes up to you and calls you a liar, how are you not going to immediately be like, oh, you're Jigsaw? <laughs> right? Especially when he's like, I don't need it. We've met. 
you know, yeah, and right? he like smirks and it's, which I do love. I love him taking the dust cover off the book and just throwing it on the table. I also do love that this is Tobin Bell's like one scene in the movie and it's just him recreating the Steve Buscemi, hi, hi my fellow youths or whatever. From 30 from Rock. From 30 Rock. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's, it just, we'll put a backwards ball cap on him and have him talk tough. Yeah, it'll it'll shave off those yeah. that decade that it's yeah, been what since a fucking we started this. Why? Who's this twenty-two year old coming up to read my book? But like, he is not subtle at all in that. No, he could not have telephoned that in more that he is Jigsaw coming to confront this guy without like actually saying, "I am Jigsaw." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he starts going into the like. You know what they say in, about liars in ancient Egypt? Then it's like, oh, you're Jigsaw, period. Yeah, right. like, Immediately, I'm yes. police, mm-hmm. hello? <laughs> Which I guess, you know what? If we're just taking this as like in the context of the film, just goes to show how big of an idiot Bobby is. He's, yeah, he's, yes, he's an idiot. But of course, he, like, also, I kind of love this premise because this is, this would happen. I fully buy that somebody would like fake being a Jigsaw survivor for attention, mm-hmm. you know? But when we get the flashback about why Bobby does this, the when the when that one survivor is being interviewed on the news, which by the way, I think she's faking it too. Yeah. I think she's also <laughs> lying. <laughs> but he looks at her and he feels he has no direction in his life. And he he's jealous of the people who survive jigsaw traps because he's jealous of the perspective it gives them. And I say this every episode. I think Bobby's got ADHD. I think he's just he's just neurodivergent, and it it keeps him from uh, doing anything with his life. You know, I can relate, Bobby. And it feels like yeah, oh, genuinely, he's like jealous of this perspective. He wants to stop spinning his tires. He wants to do something with his life and stop being a shithead. But like, it's almost like in that moment, Bobby learns the lesson Jigsaw wants people to learn without going through any of it. You know, he does turn his life around. Unfortunately, it's to lie about being a jigsaw survivor, but it is kind of like he's learned the lesson without being in a trap. The big problem is when his buddy's like, these people are too shattered to like make money off of this. And that's when he's like, oh, okay, this is about money. And I mean, he is trying to be all self-helpy about it. So because of that, he is sent on this journey. Yeah. through an abandoned asylum in this case, right? It's a psychiatric institute. Yeah, 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 yeah. The clear dawn, whatever. So first, he comes across his publicist, Nina, who is trapped in a chair. Yeah. And she has... This trap is so fucked up. I... <laughs> she has... Okay, so she has a key on a hook that's like in her stomach, you know, and the hook is like yeah, with I... fishing line out her mouth. Mm-hmm. And he has to pull it out to release her. But if she makes any noise at all above a whisper, these three prongs are going to, or four prongs are going to slowly move towards her throat and pierce her. Yeah. That's fucked up. And they only have a minute to do it. I don't think that trap's winnable. No, probably not. Because the whole thing is she does pretty good. But although at the end when she starts screaming because he pulls it all the way out and it just gets her again, it's another instance of like a trap that someone was going to get out of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They won. Yeah. I love that concept, though, the decibel thing of like, well, you can't scream then. But it also feels misogynist because that's when, after she dies, 
we get Bobby yelling at her. Yeah, saying, if you could have just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why didn't you just shut the fuck up? You just needed to shut up. Women, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this, this movie in for, oh, has some undertones. Yeah, I mean, we already covered it with Dina. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is pretty misogynist, especially when we consider like what Kale's trap is versus what. Oh, you mean like the the buddy trust exercise yeah, trap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the like, well, we do this at summer camp. This is not difficult. I mean, right. sure, you're up a story or whatever, and you're gonna fall, but so in this case, we obviously free Nina. She's just a publicist. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, fucking publicists are all pretty much evil. But again, everyone, and we learn this kind of when we meet them originally, when it's Bobby's going to be on that show. Mm-hmm. or he's on the show and the publicist is kind of chastising him for not doing the thing not with his wife, his wife, not kissing yeah. his wife. And we meet the lawyer. Suzanne. As well. And Kale. Mm-hmm. Agent? Uh, friend. Just friend. Just friend? Okay. Yeah. But apparently, supposedly, he's the one who had the... Uh, uh, like there's oh, yeah, he's a deleted the one, scene yes. like, where he goes into detail about coming up with the idea. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that... That is one thing I wish we had more of in yeah. this movie. Like, I hate to say, like, more backstory, but, like, when it comes to Bobby, I really find the, like, mechanics of how he would pull this off compelling. And that's the interesting story I want to see. Right. We don't get it. I still think Nina needs to be freed. Yeah, because, again, like Suzanne and Kale, they're all kind of just scapegoats, just like Bobby. They're all like, yeah, they all suck, but they're part of a shitty system. They're all victims of capitalism. <laughs> this is noir. I would say, though, that we can save the decibel trap. The thing, the modification I would make to the decibel trap is that the person does it to themselves. Yeah, they got to pull. Exactly. Exactly. You got to do it to yourself without screaming. And I don't know. I feel like I want to change the, the spikes. Yeah, make them something more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I get that it's about like... Silence, you know, speak no evil is the whole fucking thing, I guess. It's a very half-cooked fucking metaphor. Right. So maybe, how about this? Let's just save the decibel aspect of this trap, but get rid of the trap itself. And we'll apply the decibel thing to a different trap. Then the spikes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But I still like the... You like the hook thing? I like the hook thing. Okay. uh, It just, the sound effects in that were what really got (sighs) under my skin. The ripping. It is one of the most brutal things a person has to do in one of these movies yeah and she doesn't even do it to herself right that's the part that sucks yeah i mean that's so much of what sucks about a lot of these like series of traps that's why i liked five series so much because everybody in that just like two had at least some agency in it yes yeah whereas like you know this and six four even some six and seven yeah and three yeah they all are like in the hands of somebody else yeah and that's just never good for a trap. So then we come to Suzanne, which again, I don't really like this trap. Like, so he has to push up this bar, which. Oh, sends these I spikes really do like sides. these. I do like this trap. Okay. So the spikes go into his sides and yeah. it stops this, this thing from spinning Suzanne into these three prongs that'll gouge out her eyes. And yeah. Mouth. Yeah. And all he has to do is hold that position for 30 seconds for half of a minute. Yeah. Like he has a full minute to hold that position for 30 seconds and mm-hmm. it'll stop it from killing her. And yeah. of course he can't. He can't do it because he's fragile. But again, the reason why I don't like it is because like her fate 
is completely up yeah to yeah yeah else. well yeah yeah I don't like any trap where that's the thing yeah right but if we are doing a trap of like try to save someone this is one of the best of those traps but yeah as just I, I, on principle I don't like that so Suzanne are we freeing her yeah I mean she's also the one that when <laughs> Nina is being fucking asshole she's she, like no I think you did fine I think you did fine it's fine. Which is funny because she's the lawyer, you yeah. Know? So you would think she would be the more like vicious one, but no, it's no. Nina. She's yeah. If Nina's walking, Suzanne's walking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Suzanne. Agreed. Suzanne doesn't deserve to be in a fucking trap. But so, do you want to save Suzanne's trap for somebody else? I just can't imagine putting yeah. somebody in Suzanne's position that deserves to be there and putting her fate and that person's fate in the hands of somebody else. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, if it were like <laughs> the trap from Six. William and the ma- the widow and the son. Oh, yeah, the, of, the acid yeah, needles. Just like th- it's this instead, because then they actually do have to hurt themselves to save this guy. But they know that if he dies, it, they'll be complicit in it. You know, mm-hmm. where there's like a scenario like that where it's like, I don't really care if William lives or dies, to be honest. You right. Know? Yeah, of course. Even though I don't think his death will actually fix anything. This, this trap has more of something to say than the acid trap did. So You know what I really like about that idea? And I'm writing this down. We're giving this trap to William. Yeah. Just because. What I like about that idea is like this sense like you get this, you get these movies where somebody has to go through these series of tests, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they get put into a trap in which somebody else judges them based on how they performed those tests. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. All right. Mm -hmm. William goes in the eye gouging. (laughs) Okay, so then we and have... And then we get Kale, who, Kale. after these two women have gone through this awful shit, his trap is that he's blindfolded and... He just has to be walked, like, talked Yeah, he across. just has to shut up and listen yeah. while... Which he can't do. Which he can't do while Bobby tells him where to go. Well, and... But they do. Well, they don't get all the way over, right? right. He's got to throw the key. Because, again, the timing on these traps is never enough time. No. Ever. No. It's, it's an unfair amount yeah. of time. And in this case, it comes down to whether or not you can catch a tiny little key that's being thrown to you. Without w- being able without to see. Without being able to see it. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's on Bobby. Like, it's can he toss it and land well, that's it? That's a bad throw, Bobby. Yeah. Guess what? Kale's dead. <laughs> I feel like if they had had 30 more seconds, Bobby could have gotten across that final stretch. Oh, yeah. No problem. And unlocked it. Yeah. That's Which, the... So no, nothing about this trap feels fair compared to everything else in this movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's because it's also he doesn't have to do anything right. like there's no pain for kale there's no pain for bobby there's stakes but it's th- there's nothing immediate other than the timer right but do we think kale belongs in a trap i mean probably <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> he probably did something i mean just by the basis of how he presents himself yes probably but from his actual actions that we see in the movie, he's no worse than Nina or Suzanne. So if we're freeing them, we kind of have to free Kale. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. And then Bobby has two tests to go through to get to his wife. First, he has to pull out his teeth. Okay, how the fuck did the etching on the roots of the teeth happen? Yeah, it didn't. That's the thing. It didn't happen. <laughs> that's that makes not no sense. Possible. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because they're not even on the caps. Right. It's on the roots of his teeth. How? In what fucking way? Again, it didn't. 
That's why. That's that's the solution <laughs> to that is it didn't happen. Yeah. But this is also we get to see Bobby is like we've seen him do this at least once before with the trap that killed Suzanne. He's willing to endure great physical pain to help people. Yes. And I mean, in the case of his wife, it makes it's more expected, Yeah, you know, but in the case of Suzanne, you know, he could have easily just said no, but he really gave it a go, which t- tells me that like he would do that for, yeah. you know, yeah. For well, any for anyone who didn't tell him that he was stupid for not kissing his wife on TV. Right. Nina. But he, you got yeah. where you are because you couldn't shut up. Yeah. If she had just shut the just fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, teeth pulling is boring. I mean, I, I, I love a good teeth pulling. Let, let me rephrase that. I like it. That. There's just nothing else about it. It's not a trap. Yeah. No, it's not a trap. <laughs> There's no trap to it. So we'll, we just get rid of it. Well, we take the... Tr- I would say we take the teeth pulling and we put it in something else. Like, like if we find trap? another half-baked trap somewhere where we like okay. one component... Again, Jigsaw does a lot of this engineering. A lot of these traps are built from pieces of other things. He's repurposing and reusing, which is one of the things I really love about the aesthetic in these movies is the like analog like scrap heapness of it, mm-hmm. where it's all just a bunch of shit junk just thrown together. We can do that with the traps. Like, oh, we like the teeth pulling idea, but it doesn't really, there's no trap here. So let's save it for a trap that maybe has a mechanic we don't like. Like in the case of the, you know, the hook trap, mm-hmm. but obviously teeth pulling doesn't, wouldn't buy you anything there. So, right. Okay. So we'll set it aside yeah. to combine later. I mean, you could do teeth pulling, right, with the spikes into the neck and make it a decibel thing so that if you scream while you're pulling your own teeth out, that's fucked up. That you you have to be quiet while pulling. You your have own to be teeth quiet out. while pulling your own teeth out. I honestly like that better than the hook in the than stomach. The hook in the stomach. I think you're right. Yeah. And there's like some device that's like needs the exact weight of what would be two teeth. Yeah. Because I do love a good poetic justice trap. Yeah. yeah. Which speaking of the no. next one, from Bobby's perspective, this is good poetic justice because here's the thing. The trap is that he has to basically do the trap that he the claimed. The trap that he lied about, yeah. yeah which is to pierce his pectoral muscles with hooks and then pull himself up a chain by them. Yeah, this is a, a thing of jigsaw being like, well, I'm not above taking ideas from others. Yeah, except I think Jigsaw knew that it wasn't going to work. I think Jigsaw knew that like the way that he faked his pectoral muscle piercings was not going to support his full body weight Yeah, you know, when he had to let go of the chain. Well, yeah, because eventually that's what happens is that... Yeah, it rips through his pecs. Yeah, and hey, you know what? Good trap idea, Bobby. Great trap idea, but I really hate in this case that it's Joyce who is the victim. Yeah, it sucks that it's Joyce. And, and then on top of that, what happens to Joyce? That's so the, fucked up. The, the broiler? <laughs> yeah, that is rude. Yeah. She didn't do anything. She didn't do shit. She didn't even shit. know he was lying. And we have to watch her burn to death. And she, yeah, she suffers the longest death of anybody in this movie. Oh my God, it's movie. so fucked up. For nothing. For, For being nothing. nice to her husband. Yeah. And supporting him in what she believed was the truth. Yeah. Yeah, she did nothing wrong. And honestly, what Bobby did wrong is, I understand why you're mad at him, Jigsaw, mm-hmm. but let it fucking go. Right. You know? So obviously we free Joyce. Yeah. Do... We free Bobby, too? I think we do, because, look, he's not an insurance executive, you know? Right. Like, he's purely a scapegoat. And sure, he's probably doing some harm as a self-help guy, 
But again, it's not like he's in charge of the self-help industry. You know, he just is trying to do something with his life and saw a chance to do it and did it in a way, yeah, dishonest, Mm -hmm. but like... Here's what it is. He dishonestly found a way to honestly try to help people. Yeah. Like he is... Without putting them in fucking traps. Right, yeah. And <laughs> and in that group, in that self-help group, he is genuinely trying to be helpful. Yeah. Like he, he, he I, wants to do the work. I still think it's fucking weird, though, that he's like basically at this support group for a photo op, but he's like leading the group. This yeah, group has I mean, bad structure, and then they just get we just get Dr. Lawrence Gordon sitting off on the sidewalk, uh, the, sitting off on the sideline, slow clapping sarcastically. Mm-hmm. I do love that scene. It's great. I do love it, but I I don't think Bobby Bobby is a scapegoat. He's more of a scapegoat even than than William William, and his existence in this world and his sins really say more about us. You know what I mean than about him, right? Like, he's kind of a reflection of a lot of our own problems and insecurities. Like, why do we need people like him? Well, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying with the opening kill of the the love triangle, where it just, it tapped into this this whole reality TV consumption that we have as viewers, where we just want to see people, like, suffer and be punished for, like, minor yeah. things. Like, yeah. everybody loved that million little pieces guy's downfall. Like people just oh, yeah. ate that shit up. Yeah. They loved it more than his rise, you know, because right. there's a shot in Freud in it. There's this mm-hmm. like, yeah, we want someone to succeed. We want someone to inspire us to succeed. But you know what we love even more is someone being knocked down to our level and then even further down so that we can look down on them. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole lot to be said there, but it's also like, you're not going to solve any of that by just like, I don't know, murdering this the people in this guy's circle. Right. <laughs> like it, also, this is the thing. We keep talking about how these movies are so easy to overthink. Yeah, we're we're thinking about them way more than anybody else <laughs> that created these movies has. Well, because like these movies and like Jigsaw's Traps, most of our social ills could be solved rather simply, but we overthink them and right. we make it too difficult. And because the solutions don't do things like validate ego or like perpetuate individual hero narratives or even like require any action that we find personally gratifying, mm-hmm. we're not going to ever do it. And we're just going to continue to scapegoat people like Bobby Dagan, who, yeah, sure, fuck him. He's an asshole. He sucks. Yeah, but like, but, what? you know, he's also trying to help at great personal pain and sacrifice at places when it when that when it really comes down to it but okay so we free bobby we free bobby we free joyce we you know what we do we just don't have any of them at all in any of this yeah and i mean that's basically it the other traps in this movie are i mean a inescapable such as hoffman i mean hoffman's just killing jill like he just decides oh to my do God. it with a trap but how great it was it to finally see the reverse bear trap happen Right. You know, we had, yeah. th- this is our, we had two fake outs and now it's like, okay, this is what it does. Good payoff. I mean, and I do love that we get a little build up in the previous movie, just showing like almost what it can yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love Hoffman sewing his face up too. That, yep, that's great. I, I also love that Hoffman takes out basically an dude, entire police so department. I hate Hoffman. This whole, the whole thing is I'm always like, fuck Hoffman. He sucks. I hate him. Mm. I kind of love him in this movie. 
I I don't love him. I love watching him in this movie. Yes, because this is go. the movie that recognizes like, oh, he's just he's just a slasher. I do love that his whole path to get to Jill was like it basically was a fucking video game. It's like him just one after another, yeah. per, like random person, he like sneak up, hit X. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just yeah, stab yeah, them yeah, in the yeah. neck. Like, yeah, or we get a sentry gun too. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that kills I off like sentry who gun. we think is like the main. Yeah. I mean, who is the main detective through the movie? Like our supposed good guy? I don't know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> is he? <laughs> Unclear. When he says to uh, Jill, when he says, "You've got to give before you can receive in this house, Jill," it's like, oh, you have definitely said that specifically regarding oral sex before. Yes, absolutely. You're gross. I mean, I think we've we've been shown that the majority of this department is very corrupt. Yeah. Well, again, ACAB, and then Hoffman gets to say ACAB. Because he, he kills almost everybody. He kills He wipes so out that entire cops. SWAT team. Yeah. Also kills the lead detective investigating him in internal affairs and the two police officers that are with him with a sentry gun, and then proceeds to work his way through a police department, like stealth killing one yeah, person after like another. Yeah, like a ninja, yeah. Until he gets to Jill and kills her. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. It's honestly. awesome. Yeah. It's that whole that whole sequence is pretty great. And then we get a big tease, which I don't know, I don't think it's ever paid off. That no. Gordon comes back yeah. revealing himself to be the new like He's been uh, an, an apprentice, yeah. you know. And but he has two people with him. Yeah, he's got two sidekicks. That we know nothing about. Who are they? We never see. It's all open-ended. Yeah. We don't know who they are. And it's so frustrating because, honestly, the only cool thing about... Because it honestly makes no sense for Dr. Gordon to be a Jigsaw apprentice. No, it doesn't. Like, and the retconning of it is really fucking awkward. The, like, how they're showing it happen is really awkward. Right. And, but the one cool thing about it is, oh, man, Carrie Elway's Jigsaw would be awesome and then we and then we never get it it never happens and not only that but also hoffman's end a quote-unquote end but like he just gets locked into the the shackles in the original bathroom yeah that and that's it game over yeah with the game over yeah like okay (laughs) sure i guess i just you know you just wiped out literally i think every police officer in this city I mean, over the course of seven films, yeah. by now there are de- like there's no way there's any cops left. Well, at least there's no detectives left. They have officially, ab- effectively abolished the police <laughs> in Jigsaw City. Yeah, I mean, Jigsaw's the law now, I guess, in this yeah. city. Yeah, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, well, again, it's like Batman, where it's like I don't know, fund some social services. No, no, there's no harm reduction <laughs> in Jigsaw's world. <laughs> like. Give people some homes. Nope, we're going to jigsaw this shit. That's the solution. So that's Saw 7. That is Saw 3D, the final chapter. Okay. We've made it. Seven years later. To Jigsaw 2017. Yeah, Paranormal Activity came along and said, take a break, Saw. We're going to be the new Halloween. And Saw was like, thank God, because we we were running out of steam. We were kind of running out of stuff. (laughs) I argue, though, that... The decision to bring Lawrence Gordon back, and if Carrie always had been down, I feel like that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. But also, sometimes it's good to just take a little break, you know, sleep on it, reset. Yeah. Because they gave us, I don't know, I like Jigsaw. 
I actually, I did not, I did not like it when I first saw it. I really, I, I've, I've softened on it. I yeah. liked it this time. Like, there's a lot of stuff in it that really isn't great and doesn't work. And I think most of that is just a product of like, there's a lot of like fucking around with like shell game reveals and stuff. Well, here's part of the problem that this series has in general is that, and I was reading this interview in terms of Saw 10, Saw X, and the producers were Socks. saying- Socks. <laughs> the producers were saying that that they really regret killing Jigsaw so early in the series. And it's like, well, yeah, but after that, they kept doing this thing where they were trying to pass the mantle, but they couldn't fucking let go of Tobin Bell. Yeah. And so it never works because you can't give up <laughs> it's, it's, Tobin Bell. It's like it's like when it's, you, it's, you keep sleeping with your ex, yeah. you know? It's like, well, you can't have a new relationship if you keep <laughs> fucking your ex. It's not going to work. Look, I know Tobin Bell's hot. I know he's great <laughs> in bed, but he, girl, he's bad for you. Right? You you moved on no. seven mo- or six, five movies ago? Well, the problem is more like... It's more like when you make a mistake in a relationship with someone that you really should be with for the long haul, but they can't get over it because they killed off John Kramer. And it's like, and I'm happy they killed him. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah. And the benefit here, too, that you have that you wouldn't have in, say, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or Halloween is that we have a history of copycats already baked into this thing. Mm-hmm. So by just passing the mantle to another character, you're not doing anything shocking like Friday Five. Or the end of Halloween 4, or any of these, or Halloween ends, <laughs> or, right. you know. And I mean, we'll talk about it next after this, but I think they finally learned that lesson and tried with Spiral to be like, okay, we need to leave Tobin Bell behind, but they, they learned they, the wrong lesson from Spiral. Okay, let's talk about Jigsaw 2017. So we open with Edgar Munson. It's unclear what his trap is. Like, he has to hit the trigger to start the game. I think getting Halloran's attention is his is his mission. But like we don't know what's going to happen to him if he fails. No. So And he's not his this is another one of those traps that's like eh it's not really a trap. It's not. It's really more of like a you know again it's a scavenger hunt like outdoor escape room kind of deal where you just like here's a task you have to perform sort of in the same way as like Zep. The like fake puppeteers. Well, not even in this case just like the people that have to kind of like it's layer two let's just call it layer two to the game yeah they're just they're just they're npcs (laughs) they're like they trigger the main quest line yeah they're put in there to provide little not rails but nudges Mm -hmm. it's whatever and he's not even killed by a trap no he's killed by logan yeah intentionally it's like who's What's the judgment here? What's the what? What's the, he doesn't have a lesson to learn. No, he's he. It's straight up revenge. Munson killed Logan's wife, Christine. Yes, and then got let go by Halloran for because he became an informant. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's not. It's not really a trap. This isn't your best work. Yeah. This so, is no Jigsaw's best work. No, and so I say Edgar deserves a real trap. Yeah. Do we have any leftover traps to put him in? I think we have a few. You know what? I feel like I'm going to make a list. We should, yeah, at the end. At the end of leftover traps we have and people who still need traps. Yeah, so let's put a pin in Edgar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We might literally. I mean, that might be the beginning of the trap. Who knows? Uh, We'll put a pin in him and we'll see if we got any traps in in inventory. I I know we do. We just have to get a list. We we need an inventory list is what (laughs) we need. I'll, I'll come back with that. So then we come to the main game, 
which I actually really love. Yeah, I like it a lot. There are things I would change about it. There are things I would change about it. I like the setting. Mm-hmm, the barn. The barn. I like that we've taken the jigsaw stuff outside of the urban environment because this was another period where horror had moved outside of it in general and was kind of going back to like more remote locations. So that's fun. And I also like, cause it's sort of a little bit of a hint, you know, this is different. Agreed. I will say, I think, I mean, this just speaks to the saw universe police departments in ineptitude, <laughs> but you would think at this point, I mean, I know that the original trap takes place 10 years previously, yeah. but it's still, this barn is not found until this, the current timeline of this movie. You would think at this point that they would investigate every property owned by Jigsaw or like anybody related to him. Well, and this is the thing. The jurisdictional boundaries ah, this and is interdepartmental communications notoriously has always been like a shitty thing for cops and law enforcement. It's why so many serial killers were able to like get away with shit before the internet. I mean, of course, now it's... It, yeah, you're right. It's not, this isn't, this isn't the 1900s, man. You got a computer. Like, you oh, got a Jill, phone. Jill Tuck has a family farm. No, we don't need to look into that at all. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, I feel like any, <laughs> right, because they even talk about how, like, assets have been seized and, like, right? Mm -hmm. And properties in his name need to be searched. But again, you know, this is the problem with cops. They don't actually solve crimes. They don't actually follow up on investigation stuff. They're just there to draw money. And, and get overtime they didn't earn and not actually do shit. Well, and also, in a little bit of fairness to the police department in the oh, city. Oh, are you going to be like the Jigsaw City Council fucking defunded <laughs> the police? They ne that never happened. It's no. a right-wing myth. No, but what did happen is that half the police department was wiped out oh. in Part 7. <laughs> fucking die <laughs> so in a way oh, jigsaw man. did defund the police <laughs> oh man so let's move through yeah, this barn series of sorry <laughs> the, the the chain thing is great i love it i the, the the only thing i dislike about the chain thing is it didn't last long enough yeah you know like i really was expecting when i first saw this movie for them to be on chains through the entire series and i get it they're in a barn they can only be dragged so far yeah i do love the switch though on that second bit you know that second stretch where the chain is still pulling them mm -hmm. but then like it drops the whatever the pulley system that was holding it drawing them forward and then raises it so that it's hanging them that is cool it's great i do agree with you that should have been like the fourth or fifth thing mm -hmm. there should have been you know more chain stuff but it also is hard because this movie is doing something to try to test the individuals separately mm -hmm. and that's hard to do when everybody's being drug along as we'll talk about when we get to carly but first yeah, it is a logistical and a narrative problem i agree but i just am never gonna say fewer chains oh, ever you know, it's always gonna In be any more chains <laughs> unless i open some kind of puzzle box then i yeah. might be actually know enough chains <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's plenty of chains <laughs> yeah, you're done you're done with those can two. we get a chain cap going here <laughs> How do we legislate this? Okay, so the very first trap is the saw door trap where they're being drugged towards the door and all they have to do is like cut themselves a little. And it's, look, it's simple. It's great. It's to the point. It's, and they actually get it. Somebody actually figures it out and is able to effectively communicate to everyone else. Almost. Almost. That like, hey, this is what we have to do. And it works. 
And you know what? It, it's not targeted at anybody specifically. The tape just like lays out that you are all here f- because you all are liars mm-hmm. and you have to confess to sins. Yep. And it's like, okay, great. They And you can tell they, I mean, they have buckets on their heads. You can't exactly tell, but they all know. Yeah. You know, immediately. Which is a thing I like. I love the bucket The bucket heads. heads thing is great because it's like we're 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 sticking with an aesthetic here. We're reminding you what we are doing. And it keeps everybody anonymous at the beginning. It holds a little bit of mystery at the beginning, while at the same time getting things kickstarted right away. So that it's just like we're moving. Like the the characters are literally moving when they wake up. Mm-hmm. And it's it saves a lot of time, I think, and gets you right into it while also like obscuring some information and keeping you a little bit in the dark. And it's in a way, I mean, you know, we're going to get to it anyway, but like the fifth person who doesn't wake up in time is Logan. And so you think that he dies from the trap because he doesn't wake up in time. Turns out he becomes another apprentice. But honestly, it obscures that in such a way that you don't question it. Because, it, again, it, it, there's an aesthetic matching going on here. It fits you know, and if more of these movies were interested in like, you know, the Iron Maiden traps, the reverse bear traps, these things that have like a common visual language, it would make it all work better so that you would question things like that less. You're chained up. This is a Saw movie. Let's go. And honestly, I think that because the solution to this trap is is fairly minimal, like you just have to get cut a little bit. Um, I, I don't feel the need to free anybody at this point because we'll talk about everybody individually momentarily. <laughs> but I think that, you know, with the exception of Logan, we'll save him for the end. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love this trap. I think it's perfect and it's a great Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So the people that make it through this trap are Anna, Carly, Ryan, and Mitch. And the next trap is very specific for Carly, who yeah. is not doing well. No, no, she's probably the one that's the least ready to handle this. Mm-hmm. Carly, let's talk about her. So, What's she, her sin? Her sin is that she is a purse thief, and <laughs> she snatched this lady's purse who chased after her and had an asthma attack because her inhaler was in the purse and died. And Carly had to che- like was staring at her, watching her die with her inhaler in her hand and chose to drop it and run away with $3.53. I love the like numbers on the syringe thing. I love that way of being like, so whoever this is for knows it right away. Mm-hmm. And I, she does know it right away. And she does know it right away. And that's why I hate this scene. Yes. It's not necessarily the trap I hate. It's the fact that like literally she says the number out loud. Yeah. And and everybody can hear everybody it. Everybody can hear it. And none of them think to be like, oh, she just, okay, that number happens to be on this needle. So this is probably the correct one. So let's just do it. But in the name of like trying to like draw the scene out and build saw suspense so they can play the da 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 da, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually do that here. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember either. But it was, you know, they were drawing out this suspense. They're, they're drawing out this suspense of this scene. And in the name of that, well, it has to be confusing. And because we've said acid is in one of these, we have to show acid melting somebody's face and neck. And that's cool. Don't get me wrong. It is cool. But it's not a fair trap. No. Because it punishes everybody for Carly's inability to make a choice. Yeah. And also, she does kind of choose. She does choose. 
And yeah. it's a, a fucking miracle that Ryan is even able to get over to her to inject her with anything. Yeah. Also, that inject, like that um, thing that holds the needles, goes up as soon as they start being raised. So if he hadn't taken all all the needles out, right, then maybe would they have lost them, or does taking them out trigger the trap? There are a few things. It's also the beginning part of this trap when they're being pulled forward mm-hmm. through the barn. The tape is on. Billy's right it's on Billy's jacket yeah the tape player and if Mitch didn't grab that they would have died all yeah of them. there's a lot of these so, so Carly Carly trap. I love Carly I I don't think what happens to Carly is fair no in any way because she already passed the test I also just don't think it's a fair test for her to be in because look no one's out snatching purses because they're doing great right the person that died that is a tragedy I'll admit. It's also an accident. I'm also pretty sure that's probably the last time Carly snatched a purse. Maybe. I mean, her mental health is not in a good place no. at all in any point, no. flashback or present. But she's already very remorseful about it. Yeah, it's she not feels like, terrible. Yeah. Also, I'm not trying to victim blame here, but if you have asthma, do you really want to chase down a purse thief for $3.53? Well, I think she was probably chasing her down for the asthma medication i mean isn't that sort of the opposite of what someone with asthma should do Uh, well i mean unless they're already having an attack okay okay you know what i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt where and that's why she couldn't yell after and be like i need my inhaler because she couldn't breathe okay okay i'm I'm done victim blaming i'm I'm gonna sympathize with the person who's having an asthma attack (laughs) in the middle of a burglary but i agree with you that i don't necessarily blame carly for this she was not in a good state of mind and i don't think she should be punished yeah i think it sucks i think it's an awful thing she did i think you know there's a better way for her to learn her lesson than being injected with acid that's for sure yeah, so we free Carly, and let's get rid of the injection trap. Entirely? I mean, we can repurpose mm. if we find a better way to incorporate that. Yeah, it's also just, again, we're we're dealing with the poison thing here, which is I, I never like that. I never like the, the ones that are like, there's a poison in you. I put it in you while you were asleep, and this one needle has the antidote, but this other needle has... If you're going to poison people, like in Saw 2, poison everybody. Mm-hmm. have everybody be poisoned or if you're gonna poison somebody and then you know like they have to find the antidote make the number be something that like you know give it to somebody who deserves it a and make the number be something that like i don't know is the- I'm, I'm riffing here but just say for example edgar munson make it be the woman he kills birthday yeah well, or or the day that she died like I- so well what i mean is make it something that this person should know but might not Oh, I see. You know, like if it's like, oh, you killed somebody. What was their birthday? Like, do you really regret killing I mean, them? I, <laughs> I, th- I think that's. I think that's a little advanced. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's too difficult. I'll tell you what. We're gonna take those needles and that poison, and we're gonna put them in the saw inventory for later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I don't dislike the ejection trap. I, but I, I don't. I don't know. I just don't like the poison antidote thing. If it's mm. not like universal yeah or or like a bigger part of the game than just this one it's just like you're already being pulled up by your neck yeah by chains like i think that's kind of enough (laughs) i mean maybe maybe it's like 
something where they each are poisoned and they each have an antidote and each of the antidotes has an, is numbered based on something related to what they did. Yeah, so then it's like this the first part of the trap or the first uh, yeah, so the, the, like the saw door. It, it's where not it's like, like live or die to... all of them. It's like they each can have a chance yeah. to survive. Yeah. So I'm going to say, yeah. Because again, this is also another one of those traps where it's like, it's kind of in Carly's hands. Unless one of them, in this case, Ryan takes it all into his own hands Which i don't blame him for that's what i would have done yeah i mean if i didn't hear her say yeah but then you hear her say 353 or whatever and it's like okay well this is the one i've got it in my hand i'm not a monster i'm not going to inject you with all of them it's just it's drawn out in a way that's doesn't make any sense yeah so i'm gonna say we repurpose the injection trap or we make it universal for all of them and I, yeah and carly can go home <laughs> carly carly go home <laughs> Okay, so then we have the exit door trap, which I fucking love this trap. I love it because it's not about anything, and it really was just set up specifically in case somebody tries to break uh, yeah, the rules. I think that's great. And it's labeled, don't do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do love it. And it's Ryan. It's immediately, he's getting karma pretty immediately mm-hmm. for putting and, acid in Carly. And the other two are very blatantly, don't do this. It An- says don't. Another thing I like about this trap is that it, now I like horror that, reminds you of the damage that can be done to the human body without destroying it. You know what I mean? Like disfigurement, dismemberment, and then characters continuing to live past that. I It's a thing I love in the genre. And I love that this trap is non-lethal. I love that when Ryan gets in there, it's just his leg. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it takes his leg off when all is said and done. And he's still living. I just like that. I think this series needs more stuff like this, where it's like, like Simone, who right. lost an arm, like, but is still alive. The like, the jigsaw survival stuff in the moment, like the trap is still going, but this person is now down a leg. Right. I just think that's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. We keep this trap, and I, I really like the reason for the trap. Yeah. It's like he said many times, don't break the rules. What I don't love about it is the second part of it. Yeah, so that's confusing. The silo trap. The silo, yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. Well, again, we're putting all the control into somebody else's hands. So, like, they don't have a test to pass. Right. And also, there's a lot of chance involved in this, especially when the the blades start coming out of the vent. I think that that's funny. Don't get me wrong. I think that's hilarious when, like, the... It, the silo fills up and they're like still alive and they're like oh okay i guess we're gonna be fine and then just somebody's just dumping all kinds saws of and sharp knives objects, and scissors nails down that chute and it's coming down the chute and hitting them and it's funny but it's also i don't know just drown them in the thing like what this is again it's unnecessary mm-hmm. you, you need some editing and and literally the only purpose of it is seems to be to force Ryan to cut off his leg. Yeah. You know, to like speed up the exit door trap. Yeah. Which I don't know. I feel like I feel like the other two could have been like, all right, well, we're gonna keep moving, I guess. <laughs> if you're just gonna <laughs> yeah. sit there and not cut off your leg, there's a clear There's other stuff we can be doing right now. Yeah, and if there's a clear thing you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I if with if I were either of them, I'd be like, well, you have your task. That's on you. If you're not going to do it, that's up to you. We're going to figure out the rest of this. We told you not to do this. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. We're going to figure everything else out while you're working. While you're yeah. working on this problem, we're going to divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So get rid of the silo trap. It's unnecessary. Yeah, I don't like it. 
It's, and I don't even want to put it in inventory. No, we don't need it. It's unnecessary. Like, I, I, I'm torn because it is one of those things that's like, we're doing a barn thing. We're incorporating the barn here. That's fun, mm-hmm. you know? But, eh, it just it just doesn't feel like Jigsaw, you know? Until the right. blades start coming down the chute. And then that just feels forced. That just feels like, you know what that tells me? That tells me that you came up with this trap because it was right there. And then when you got to that point where you're like, eh, it doesn't really feel like me. You're like, oh, well, I'll just sign it with this, <laughs> you know? And it's mm-hmm. just eh, not your best work. Right. Well, I mean, it is clear that this is his very early This is a very early work. Yeah, this is by an artist who hasn't found his voice yet, you know? Right. So then we get to the cycle trap that Mitch is in. So Mitch's <laughs> sin is that he was selling a bike and saw that the brake system didn't work and sold it anyway and happened to unfortunately sell it to John Kramer's nephew who then crashed and died. This is just more like, you did something to me. <laughs> right. I mean, that's mo- that's a lot of his shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you even like this nephew, John? <laughs> I feel like you're mad at yourself for not spending more time with him. Yeah, this selection of people feels like a strange mix, you know, because some of it's personal. Some of it, like in one case, is just because he was neighbors and they were annoying because they (laughs) argue with each other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, again, this is just more John Kramer being like, well, I want to kill people. What excuses can I find? Although, I mean, Mitch's sin is not great. No, I mean, what Mitch did was super shitty. It was pretty evil, actually, because it's like... Just get the brakes fixed or tell him. I know that you're hard up for money right now, but this is a little more, this is shittier than what Carly did. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, at at the least he could have been like, oh, hey, I'm realizing the brakes are faulty. How about I give you a little discount? Or, hey, you want to pay me extra and I'll fix them for you? There, grift him, yeah. you know? But like, I don't know. It cuz brakes are a big deal in a vehicle. Brakes are kind of a big <laughs> Yeah, it's this isn't like a uh sometimes the air conditioning sticks. Right. No. Although I do, I do love the nephew's death scene. Where he's like trying to hit the brakes <laughs> and it just like it's plowed into. I love the flashbacks to also Ryan's is per, we'll talk about Ryan's, but yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to Ryan, but Mitch is shitty. Yeah. So let's talk about his trap. So we have this weird little like spiral funnel yeah, that he's being lowered into. It's it's like when they make like uh, curly fries by just like spiral cutting an entire potato. <laughs> but like, in this case, they're spiral cutting Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he has to be lowered into this spiral and then reach the brake at the very bottom, which Jigsaw does say. It works. It works, unlike the one you sold my nephew, mm-hmm. and pull the brake. Thing is, the spiral gets a little narrow, so he's going to have to kind of slice himself up a little bit to get there, yeah. which, you know what? He fails this trap. He, yeah, he does. He could have reached it, and then he got cut, and he's like, ow, and pulls his hand back. I'm going to put some of the blame on Anna. I know that she thought she was helping by putting a thing in the spokes of the wheel, but then she just sits back like, oh, I fixed it, and it's like, you know that like, we're still on a clock here. Right. Like, you still got to tell him to, okay, now hold the brake and I can remove the stick. Like, if but, you're going to intervene in that way, you got to be clear about it and but f- have follow through. He could have made that choice, too. Well, he's also stupid. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're they both, both are stupid. They both fucked us up. But I'm fine with this trap. I'm fine with Mitch being in it. Yeah. I mean, I like Mitch, but uh, I don't know. I'm uh, also not going to. 
I'm not going to go out of my way for him. Yeah. I mean, it is Mandela Van Peebles, Mario Van Peebles' son. <laughs> yeah. But still. Still. Bye, Mitch. Bye, Mitch. But yeah, also, let's let's maybe make these traps a little bit more separate so that we don't have people intervening on each other's behalves in a way that, like, you know, is harmful. So, like, this should have been Mitch's test, not Anna's. Yeah. Yeah, Anna, what are you doing? <laughs> Eyes on your own paper. Yeah, right? <laughs> Come on. She does have that problem. Yeah. Which... Well, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Yeah, so let's talk let's about talk Anna. Let's talk about Anna. Oh, man. So Anna was having severe... I, You know what? I'm going to call it postpartum psychosis, which is a thing. Yep. And snapped one night while her baby was crying Mm -hmm. and smothered it to death jesus fucking christ and then blamed her husband and got him arrested where he hung himself yeah wow and then continues to be like my husband's a shithead because he killed our baby but like i'm I'm not being a baby killer defender here but she doesn't she doesn't talk shit about her husband she even says like it was an accident he just rolled over on the baby Yeah, but she does a number of times say, why am I being punished for his mistake? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) she calls it a mistake. Yeah, but it's still like, (laughs) you're still like, he fucking did it, not me. Which, okay, so because Jigsaw knew the truth, that means that he was like actively spying on them. Yeah. There's no way that he knew if he wasn't like watching her through the window in the middle of the night. This is... What a big surprise. He's a psychopath. Yeah, he's a fucking busybody who was just actively looking for reasons to kill people. Yeah. And he's like, well, these neighbors of mine, I bet they have I am already reason. annoyed by them because they fight. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if there's something in that. That said, Anna, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, like, I want to sympathize with her because, like, yeah, but, like, get yourself some help. You know what I mean? Reach out. Ask for help before you murder your kid. And then frame your husband. And then frame your husband. (laughs) And then be unremorseful about it. Here's the thing. Nowadays, she would probably have a book deal. She'd be on Dancing with the Stars or The Masked Singer, one of the two. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in the case of Anna, I say keep her, but not in the final trap that she's given. Yeah. So, Well, the final trap she's given is... It's almost a revisit of the principles of the first movie, where this isn't really a trap. It's a scenario. Mm-hmm. It's an escape room situation. <laughs> I mean, he literally says, this is the key. And right. I, I mean, in their defense, they, it, they don't know what Jigsaw is. Jigsaw is not on the news. There aren't books about Jigsaw at this point. So they're not going to know to like, okay, read between the lines a little bit when he's talking. Yeah, but even still, I feel like... Which they already have, though, a couple of times. Right, Especially yeah. Anna. Anna's been the one that's like, oh, this is what we have to do. Right, that's what I mean, is I feel like they've gotten enough lessons up to this point <laughs> to know to, like, stop and think. Yeah. And also, Anna's been the one who's been very quick to, like, try to work with everybody and get people to work together. Yeah. And so that's why I'm just like, come on, really? The fir- You see one <laughs> shotgun and you immediately like, think you have to shoot it? We have to kill each other. That's what he wants. That's what he wants me to do is kill you. That's where you're... Okay. She didn't... She clearly didn't learn the lessons well, that Jigsaw was trying to teach. You know, it's she's just too close to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this <laughs> just shows how faulty Jigsaw's method is. Yeah. But yeah. no, no, he's, he's right. I mean, she would have just been another Amanda, probably. If you Pro- you know, honestly, probably. So Anna needs a new trap, right? Yeah. So we get rid of the shotgun trap, but Anna still deserves a trap. Yeah, I think so. 
Okay. If we're if we're look if we're given part of why I'm not gonna fight to keep Mitch is because the trap is so cool, right? You know, but if we're gonna put Mitch in a trap, Annika has to get a trap. I think shit that happens postpartum, I like I will never understand. I yeah. don't get to judge. Like it can be really really fucking challenging. So that part is not where I feel like Anna. I, I don't want to. I don't want to fucking excuse a baby killer, but it's the fact that it's like that combined with framing her husband, combined with him killing himself, combined with her being remorseless. You know, it's like this string of things that she, at any point, could have sought help for. Yeah, and instead chooses to like be like, nope, I made my choices. I'm fine with them. Yeah, that's what it is. Is it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like examination to her as far as what she did. So she hasn't learned a lesson, so she has to learn something. And I want to be clear, I don't think these traps teach anyone anything. No, no. But we're we're living in Jigsaw's world, yeah. in, his ju- in his judicial system. <laughs> it's, just a, you know? it's a Jigsaw's world. I just live here. <laughs> I, I'm fine with her getting a trap. I just think it needs to be a better one. Agreed. You know who doesn't deserve a trap? Ryan. Yeah. As Wha- shitty as he is, as much as he sucks... No. His quote-unquote sin, he was in the backseat of a car drunk and being rambunctious. Yeah. And the driver was turning around trying to get him to, you know, sit down and accidentally pushes him out of the car and then gets in an accident. That's not on Ryan. That's not on Ryan. For one, yeah, he's not driving. Right. He has no control over the vehicle. And that driver probably is also drunk. Probably. I mean, if I, I have been in that driver's position and you know what I do? I pull the fuck over. Yeah. You know, like I don't just yeah. like try to solve the problem. And then shove him out of the car. Right. If anything, the the guy driving got what he deserved. Right. For shoving someone out of a moving vehicle. Like that's instant karma. That's fate saying, hey, Ryan, you're all good, buddy. Walk yeah. away. <laughs> also, how did he know? Yeah, I don't know who Ryan is to John Kramer. I don't know what any of this has to do with him. Let Ryan go. Yeah, Ryan's free. Ryan, The thing Ryan did that sucks... He definitely should be in therapy for, but he's clearly hasn't forgiven himself. Yeah, a drunk teen. He was a teenager. Right? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so yeah, Ryan gets freed. We'll find a new trap for Anna. And before we move on to our final two people who get tested, I just want to say we're not going to, I don't want to talk about, because there's two different timelines. There's the present and 10 years in the past. In the present a new group of people is moving through the same series of traps. And we know nothing we about them. We know nothing about them other than that they're all connected to Halloran. Yeah. Um, well, we learn details about their lives. Here, yeah, a little bit. But they're not characters. No. And so I, I think that we just leave that one alone. Yeah. Let's talk about Detective Halloran. <laughs> Which, okay. If you're going to name a character Halloran, I remember seeing this and being like, oh, this guy's going to catch an axe to the back. And that whole scene at the end where he's like exploring, you know, when he's in, when he, when he comes to the barn and he's searching the barn and they're doing their red herring thing full force. I fully was expecting Logan to just come out from behind a corner and put an ax in his back, like in The Shining. Right. Does anybody in this movie, I really wish I would have paid more attention to this. Does anybody call him a dick? He is a dick. He is a dick. But does anybody call him that? I don't know. Shit. I don't know if anybody actually calls him a dick, but he is a dick. Mm-hmm. And his last name is Halloran. So he's a dick Halloran. He a but dick he doesn't Halloran. really get dick Halloran. No. 
No, instead he gets <laughs> something l- better. Yeah, way better. One of my favorite traps. Oh, easily. It yeah. is up there with the reverse bear trap. Yes. I want to see more of this trap. Just like we we have seen the reverse bear trap a few times. I'm yeah. totally fine with the laser collar trap coming back again. Yeah, let's do more lasers. Yeah. This ain't your grandpa's jigsaw. We got lasers now. And the effect is amazing. Yeah, it's so Good cool. God. Yeah, it's, oh my God. Splitting his head open like a flower. Yeah, and I love that, like, unlike the reverse bear trap, they're like, we can't tease you with this. And then not show. And not show yeah. it. We ha- this gonna- is a show and tell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're giving you this right away. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. So Halloran's sins are, I mean, mostly this is revenge because uh, Halloran let Munson out because he's an informant and Munson went on to kill Logan's wife. But also Halloran has a history of letting perps go free, taking bribes to yeah. like, you know. He's just like every other detective yeah, he's just in this corrupt. world. Yeah, he's corrupt. And then also there's something about like him breaking the rules because he hit Logan's button to make Logan go first. So I'm fine with leaving this all exactly as it is. Yeah, I think any reason you're going to go with for Halloran, there's some that might be a stretch, but we know there's other reasons to do it. So yeah, Halloran. Yeah, whatever. ACAB. I don't care. He's a cop, even if he's not dirty or crooked. Also, the movie seems to suggest that like he's a bad cop because he lets perps go free. So it's like corruption in the interest of helping crime, which sure that's the kind of dirty cop I can actually see my way to appreciating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, fuck it. Whatever. He sucks. I don't care. Yeah. No notes. This trap rules. Mm-hmm. The effect is great. And this guy deserves it. All right. No notes. Done. And then let's talk about Logan because Logan is... <laughs> fascinating to me because he's the one time we get in this entire series where john kramer regrets what he did because he he yeah. logan is the one the anonymous fifth person at the beginning who doesn't wake up in time yes. and when john kramer goes to do something with his body he realizes <laughs> he's still alive and literally says i shouldn't have put you here for an honest mistake it was a mistake and it's like that's half of the fucking people you right? murdered and this one this one was personal because Logan accidentally switched or mislabeled the x-rays, which would have caught John Kramer's cancer much earlier. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... So it was also petty. Yeah, so it was petty. And then he realized, oh, I made a mistake, and then recruits him. Yeah. (laughs) Here is the one case where us Judys don't need to be judging Jigsaw because here is where Jigsaw actually judged himself. Jigsaw judged Jigsaw. Yes. And judged himself Didn't need any Judys. (laughs) Judys not required. No. I mean, maybe now Logan might need some more judgment. God, I feel like I don't like him having that wrecking, that realization, though, because I feel like if he has that once, then the next thing is like, oh, I'm doing a terrible thing and I shouldn't be doing this at all. And there's no more sauce. Right. Well, I think it just says more about John than anything else about <laughs> how, like you look at all of the petty shit that he put people in yeah. traps for. And, and this is the one that he this says, is the okay. only one and he doesn't. It doesn't apply to anything else. So he's like disconnected from his own bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I mean, he is. Yeah. He even says in this one, we can never come from anger or from vengeance. That's literally everything you do. Yeah, you, that's, yeah, that's like 75% of your kills are either from vengeance or anger or both. Yeah, your entire, for one, your entire worldview is anger based. Right. None of it, there's no compassion or empathy in your entire perspective on anything. If I ask you a question about literally any subject, the take you're going to come back at me with is going to be 90% anger-based. 
Right. I mean, that's literally his origin story of how he became a serial killer is he's angry at people for not respecting their lives. And that's Jigsaw, right? Yeah. Any other thing you want to... Well, there's some things I think are fun. I like the idea that there's a website called Jigsaw Rules. Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, like, yeah, double meaning there. I respect it. But it's unclear if this is like just a regular website that's out there like jigsawrules.com because they asked the doctor like he are you familiar with this website as if as if, as, it's as if he's like thing. seen links to it posted on Facebook or something mm-hmm. it's so weird because then they also hint that it's like a dark web thing and that's where Eleanor is getting all of her tra- I love Eleanor I love can her we, so much can we talk about how much Eleanor is great for a minute yeah she's um, amazing she's amazing Eleanor Bonneville Bonneville like, that's not her real name no she's gorgeous She's weird. <laughs> she's a freak. She's a jigsaw stan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's kind of like just the right kind of awful. You know what? She is. She is the right kind of awful. <laughs> I just love her. Although she does say one thing that's incredibly stupid. When Logan finds out about the job offer she got in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and she's not going to take it, and he's like, well, would you want to move to Cleveland? Yes. I would do move they, anywhere that is not this fucking they, city. Yeah, do they have a jigsaw in Cleveland? If not, that is preferable to the city you fucking live in. Jigsaw City. Well, she wants to live in Jigsaw City yeah. is the thing, though. She loves Jigsaw City. She's yeah. a, <laughs> we built this city. We built this city on traps and saws. <laughs> yep. Yep. She would jigsaw, take me down to the jigsaw city where the traps are clean and the saws are pretty. Except the traps are not clean. And nothing is pretty. In fact, they make that a point in this that like... Oh yeah, there's like all kinds of diseases and bacterias on everything. They make two separate points because they talk about how like, was it this or seven where they talk about somebody's wounds like having elements of rust in them? Yeah. I, I think it was this one. It's one of them. And then they also the reason why Eleanor finds where this game took place is because like one of the traps was infected with like a specific kind of disease that's only found on pig farms. <laughs> So, so no gross. trap in this is clean. I love that. These movies also need more of that, of just little reminders of how everything is disgusting. <laughs> right. Like tetanus, fecal matter, pe- weird parasites probably. is just all over these these things. I would have loved a throwaway line in Seven where when they're at the survivors group, if somebody was just like, oh, where's so-and-so? Well, they actually got a staph infection and died from their, <laughs> yeah, from yeah, their they wounds. Did, yeah, they survived the trap, but, <laughs> but they have a permanent respiratory disease now. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And it's not even because of anything from the trap. It's just the warehouse Jigsaw put them in was like fucking, I mean, just an asbestos mine. Like they got, they got six different kinds of black lung (laughs) (laughs) just because of the location they were in. Yeah. We need, we need more of that reminders of just how gross this world is. Yeah. Go to Cleveland, Eleanor. What are you fucking doing in Jigsaw City? Get out. Yeah. You know what, Eleanor? Go to Cleveland. Take all of your memorabilia with you. Yeah. You know. Open up a museum. Yeah. In Cleveland. The Jigsaw Memorial Museum. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to go to that. The John Kramer Memorial <laughs> Library. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to move on. God. I also really do love how Ryan, at the end, when he finds the keys, you know, the key, the key remnants, mm-hmm. says, 
we could have been free, Anna, and then it just cuts to Anna's dead body <laughs> like a punchline. <laughs> Like, uh, her makeup in that. Bum, 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 da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, her makeup in that too is is oh, great. It's so awesome. It's so yeah. gross. Yeah. So it, it just really it 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 jabs that punchline home. Yeah. And then poor Ryan just I guess starves to death, bleeds out, dehydrates. Yeah. Unclear. And they don't even say game over to him. No. There's not even a game over. So this was b- before he came up with the game over tagline. Yeah. The catchphrase. It probably was one of those things where he like shut the door and was walking away and he was like, oh, fuck, fuck I should have said, said game over. over. God damn it. Yeah. So John Kramer's last line to Anna and Ryan is just, he just says, up to you and then shuts the door. <laughs> and then shuts the door and then there's no like dramatic thing once Ryan realizes he's stuck in there. No. Yeah. His last lines are, we could have both been free, Anna. We could have both been free. But then Logan says to Halloran, I speak for the dead before slamming the door shut. And that's it. That's after Halloran is dead. <laughs> which <laughs> so he's is like, hilarious. who are you even talking to? Well, he's speaking for Halloran. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, uh, he says he speaks for the dead, not to the dead. Right. Yeah. So he's speaking for Halloran, but he's not to, speaking to, to anybody. Yeah. To the audience. He's speaking to the yeah. audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's dumb. We don't even get a game over in this fucking movie. Nope. All right, so the game's not over, Philip. There's still another movie, and then another one. Yeah, we have at least two more. Yeah. And something tells me we'll get more after that. I mean, I hope so. I'm gonna be honest. I never want the Saw movies to end. Yeah, why? Why stop? Yeah. Yeah, when people are like, "Let a franchise die," I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do more no weird reason. shit with it. Who cares? That's the problem. Is that instead of trying to like restart things just get weirder yeah like we we lost our weirdness with horror yeah yeah i don't like it so now we come to spiral four years after jigsaw we get spiral from the book of spiral from the book of saw which can we all that's a terrible title yeah it's awful it's awful it's the whole spiral thing is like shoehorned in and i get why you want to call it spiral because it's it's supposed to be a spinoff right yeah they were trying to differentiate but still connect it but you know what i don't know just fucking call it saw yeah who cares and now that they now that it's clear they're not gonna do the spinoff thing go back and retitle it like change the name right now it's not too late you know it's it, it should be viewed as a proper saw installment also there are like a billion movies called spiral yeah, there's too many. And a lot of them, like, recent, too. So, like, w- just don't call it that. Yeah, this movie was 2021, and there was a spiral horror movie in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not just call it, I don't know, something like Saw New Beginning? Yeah. <laughs> well, then you're doing, because they already did Final Chapter. Yeah, exactly. So now it's time for New Beginning, and then you can do New Blood, uh, Jigsaw Lives, uh, Jigsaw Takes Manhattan, And Jigsaw then you get X, Saw, Saw X, X, which hey, they already did. Us right there. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're welcome. Yeah, Freddy versus Jigsaw. Anyway, so Spiral. Spiral. Yeah. I, I like calling it Pigsaw. That's what I'm calling it now. Okay. Pigsaw. Because it's sure. the one about cops. <laughs> Pigsaw. Okay. So in this one, it's no longer Jigsaw. Instead, we get a new killer, uh, unrelated copycat killer, who doesn't even use... Uh, John Kramer's voice anymore. Instead, it's it's actually a new voice that's very nasally. It's I think it's meant to sound 
like AI. I think it's meant to sound like a computer voice, you know, like an Alexa or a Siri, but a little bit like warbled and processed. But what it sounds like is like that those stupid fucking computer voices that's on every like TikTok video. It sounds like that if you pinched that AI's nose shut. Yeah. Like, I want to play a Here, game. Here's the thing. I love it. Really? I do. I'm going to be honest before we go into this, because I feel like this might come up and I don't want you to be sideswiped by this. This watch of this movie really, I have changed my mind about a lot of this movie. Oh. This is now one of my favorite Saw movies. Okay. I, I Look, I know that's not going to be a popular take. Yeah, we disagree on that point. Yeah, I don't, it has such a specific feel to me. It has very big, like, late 90s, early 2000s, direct-to-video sequel, like, low-budget sequel vibes to me. Oh, f- like, for sure. I feel yeah. that. Like, it ha- like it feels like Amityville sequels, or... Or, like, Howling Hellraiser, How- at yeah. five and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I don't know. I think it's doing something a little more interesting than some of those. But yeah, it that kind of like, it's got those that kind of feeling to me. Honestly, actually, I see a lot of links between Hellraiser five and this movie. Yeah, yeah, the cop thing, the unlikable protagonist thing. Mm-hmm. The, it's also doing something very different for Saw movies in that like there is kind of a clear protagonist here, unlike a lot of the Saw movies that are sort of ensemble pieces. Well, so, so shall we? Let's judge this jigsaw this who's not jigsaw. really jigsaw. The jigsaw in this case we're talking about is William Shank, aka William Emerson. Yes. Who he's it's a reveal at the end. And you see it coming a mile away, and it's not particularly interesting. Right. This is the first jigsaw to not be, as far as we know, an acolyte of John Kramer, a disciple of John Kramer. He's not he's like a knockoff. Yeah, for sure. And he's doing it because uh, when he was a kid, the police department was incredibly corrupt and enacted a thing called Article 8 that basically kind of gave them a lot of broad sweeping powers to clean up crime in the city. Yeah, and so, do it. so very different from, <laughs> from yeah, the rest of This world is not connected history. to our own at all. But they, you know, they did it in incredibly corrupt and violent ways. And... and they were successful, but, you know, a lot of innocent people died in the process or were incarcerated. I also don't know that they were that successful. <laughs> well, according to Marcus Banks, yeah. crime did go down. Well, I also, Marcus Banks, I think, has a vested interest in maybe not being super honest about what the consequences of this were because he was the police chief that did all of the illegal shit. Well, I mean, if you frame and murder and generally do whatever you can to get rid of anybody on the street. Yeah, of course crime's going to go down. It's going to simmer and probably explode yeah, in a generation. Because, you know, you're not doing anything to alleviate the systemic conditions that cause it. I'm just saying they're, they're, they're juicing the stats. Probably. Sure. But either way, Jigsaw, in this case, uh, William's dad, was killed because he was a witness yeah. Uh, against a cop that killed a guy. Yeah. And he saw his dad getting killed, so he decided that he was going to reform the police department single-handedly by becoming Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's one thing this movie is about, it's the futility of trying to reform the police system <laughs> from the inside, <laughs> even if you're doing it in a Jigsaw way. 
Yeah, right? Because then he tries to like get close to and essentially recruit who he sees as the only uncorrupted police officer because... Because he turned on corrupt police officers. Right. Chris Rock's uh, Zeke. 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 Zeke Banks. Banks, whose name is a Pulp Fiction reference. Ezekiel. Just so Samuel L. Jackson can't say Ezekiel. But yeah, so... That's the broad strokes of where this jigsaw is coming from. Yeah, but he's yeah he's not in any way trying to teach society a lesson or get people to appreciate their lives. Is not he's not the Fox News radicalized John Kramer. You know, no, no, he just he has a goal in mind, and he's going to keep killing cops until the cops fix yeah, themselves. He's woke, which, he's woke jigsaw. Wo- <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, we never really get to see if his plan succeeds because. Spoiler, he survives, but we don't know where he goes after this. Yeah, see, I want a sequel to this movie. Yeah. I want more Spiral. I want more of this guy. Because you know he has more plans. Yeah. Oh, you know? I love him. This is yeah. just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets away. This might be the the Judy's judging Jigsaw that might be on Jigsaw's side more than any of the previous entries. <laughs> yeah. So let's start talking about the traps. Yeah. First, we have Boz, who is in the subway trap. His tongue is clamped, and he's hanging over subway tracks yeah. by his tongue, on, on like standing on a ladder. And he has to just, just drop, let his body weight rip his tongue out, and then he can get off the tracks before the train comes in three minutes. Yeah. That's literally all he has to do. Yeah. And he's up there because he regularly lied under oath in order to get people convicted. That's why he's getting his tongue ripped out. It's very poetic justice here. Yeah. You know, no notes. No yeah, notes. Yeah, I mean, Boz's only problem here is that he tries to like, he tries to hold himself up by the the clamp on his tongue and then pull back to rip his tongue free. When it's like, dog, all you got to do is step back off the ladder. Your w- gravity will take care of the tongue thing. And trust me, you want this to be quick. And honestly, I, I kind of, I, I love the Old Testament element to these traps of just like, you know, ripping out the offending yeah. piece. Yeah. Like it's very, I mean, especially considering we're talking about cops here. Yeah. You know, oh, you lied under oath? Well, so, we rip out your tongue. Yeah, he's you a get cop. To survive. So it's not like you even have to think about his wife here, you know? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> like, like she probably, when she first heard the news, was like, oh, his tongue, huh? Well, it's not like it, I would have been missing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marv stays. Like, we leave him in that trap, Yeah, right? like, yeah. And th- I mean, no look, the, he gets hit by a subway train. So, like, hell yeah. The only thing I feel bad about is that subway train Well, the people driver. that... Well, and the people that on the train that were probably late as a result. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, that's fucking with a lot of things. Yeah. Although maybe, you know, hey, this is Jigsaw City. This is the most of the city we see, by the way. We actually see people having fun in a city for the first time ever. So, okay, this is another thing. One of the things I really like about this movie is that they really know how to milk locations. There are so many different, like, unique, specific locations in this film that, like, have their own energy and their own, like implications you know that like make it feel very fleshed out and interesting and memorable absolutely agree with that and it does make the city way more interesting we get a lot of variety in the city and it's 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 still urban horror but it's not just industrial horror anymore yeah and we're back in the city after being away from it for For you know a movie and a half and yeah and it feels like a fucking city yeah we actually get a shot of the skyline yeah i mean there's a so we get a subway 
We get a carnival, a 4th of July carnival yeah, with mo- fireworks. Yeah. Like people smiling and laughing. Yeah. So this city... An outdoor market. There are people that are okay in the city, we finally learn. Yeah. Alleys, bridges. Like we get this seedy stuff too, you know? Yeah, and even like the I butcher shop the details, like the butcher shop the that butcher used, shop to, that be used to be shop. a hobby shop. Like I love that it, it makes this urban areas, how the history of urban areas is sort of like what haunts them. There's a history here. Agreed, but I still feel bad for the subway driver who had to watch a man splatter <laughs> yeah, against yeah, yeah. his front windshield. Yeah. Also, Boz, okay. You know, as long as he's not calling himself the Boz, I guess, because everyone knows that's Brian fucking Bosworth. Sure. And he's the only one that gets to be called that. Okay. But still, leave him in that trap. Yeah, you leave him in the trap. I don't care. Fuck him. So then we move on to Detective Fitch, <laughs> who murdered a guy for flipping him off. <laughs> perfect and so (laughs) so he gets put in a finger trap where he has to bite down on this device to rip off his fingers in order to get out of this water before it fills up and electrocutes him i love this trap really i love this trap i love how weird it is i love that there's yeah there's something on his face and there's a bite plate that's part of like the mechanism he uses and I love the like, yeah, the, like the fishnets <laughs> on his fingers that are, that yeah, are pulling those are his cool. fingers off. Yeah, the, it's in a tub. It's always fun in a tub of water. Come on. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love this trap. And I love that it's Fitch in this trap because it's like, not only can you not use your fingers to kill a person again, if somebody flips you off, you can't even flip them off back. Right. You know what? I, I agree with you, actually. And so again, no notes. Yeah, no and- notes whatsoever. This guy, A, deserved it, and B, cool trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, then we get Captain Angie Garza with the wax trap. <sighs> and her whole sin is that she was a part, she was kind of one of the leaders of this whole Article 8 thing. She was previous Captain Marcus Banks' yeah. assistant, or like, he was her superior. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so, like, she basically helped him get this through. So that they could just act with impunity. Yeah. And so she has to sever her spinal cord (laughs) in order to stop a bunch of hot wax from pouring on her face. Yeah. So this trap, I'm not a fan of. I I don't have a problem with Angie Garza getting off. I don't care. I I think I can say that about, yeah, pretty much everybody in this movie. I don't care. Let let them get it. Mm -hmm. I'm on this jigsaw side. But I don't like this trap. It's just not visually interesting. Right. You know, and it's one of those things that, like, it doesn't do the thing that I love about saw traps, where, again, that contrast of, like, the industrial and the human body, and and it feels more like an environment thing, and, it, like, there's no nothing to the concept, right, of, like, the wax covering her face. I mean, is it because wax seals of approval or something? Is there a poetry in that? I don't know what it's about. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I, I, yeah, I don't get it. And also the, like... Having to paralyze herself, that's a little extreme. Right. But it's also that it's just a blade on the back of her neck and she has to rub against it. Like, it's just, there's nothing to that. And the wounds, here's the other thing. The wounds, not interesting or or cool or gnarly. Right. Like there was a moment when Zeke finds her body and is like peeling back the, oh. the layers. Yeah. That I thought it was going to like yeah. peel off her skin, but then it doesn't. It, it cuts away. At a part in the shot, in the take, where it looks like, oh, fuck. It looks like her face is gone. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back, and you're like, oh. 
Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> and and even the neck wound is meh. It's like obscured. It's like a profile, you know, shot. And it's just like there's no it's not dynamic. There's nothing like it's meh. It's a meh trap. I'm not a fan. So I feel like we need to take a trap that we have left over when this is all said and done. Right. When we do our final wrap up, we'll we have a list of people who need traps, and then we yeah. have a list of traps that we took people out of, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna, we're gonna mix play and match. match. We're gonna yeah. play matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll tinker with a couple of them, but yeah, I just think Angie gets a trap. I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't. I love this actor's performance. Oh, for sure. And I love. I do like the character. You know. Also, just the woman in charge. You know. Always a fan. Yeah. Uh, and also a woman who is very much into chewing scenery. Yes. Which I'm always a yeah, fan Yeah, I really, I really like it. I like the character, even though I hate the character, and I like the performance, but I'm still, she still gets a trap. Yes, yeah. and, and we are not, we're not putting the wax trap in inventory. That's gone. No, that's just a bad trap that yeah. goes. Yeah. Take it, take it down for parts. We'll find a new trap for you, Angie, later. Next, we have Pete Dunleavy who is the one who shot William's dad. And then the one that Zeke ratted out and sent to prison. He did his time and now he runs an AA group. Yeah. And lives in the church basement. Yeah. And is still very bitter. Yeah. Yeah. He did not learn lessons. No, he he? like acts like he did, but yeah, he, (laughs) Oh, his holier than thou shit with Zeke is like so infuriating because like he clearly like is still so angry. Yeah. He's just like, I wish I would have gotten away with it. I think the character's fascinating, and therefore I like the character. I love just this shitty guy. The shitty, you know? bitter guy. Yeah. I fucking love Zeke's comeback to him. Like, this is such a great comeback when, when he's walking away and Pete's like, God loves you, and Zeke says, more than you. <laughs> okay. okay. But yeah, so this is more of Zeke's trap, like a, tra- a test for Zeke. Than it is for Pete, obviously. But Pete is chained up and yeah. in front of a... What the fuck is that? Perfect? It's a chute. It's like a giant connected grinder. to a grinder. But yeah, it's grinding broken glass. And then firing grinding. it at him. <laughs> yeah, it's a glass cannon. And then in this case, though, it's Zeke's test. And it turns out the test is to actually not save Pete. Yeah. So he the, the key is in the trash can. You it, can unlock it. <laughs> And he, he doesn't do it in time. He tries, but he doesn't. Yeah, and this is this is an unfair trap. It's There's no lesson. It's well, just, I'm going to kill this guy. Th- I mean, that is what it is. So yeah. William wants to kill this guy, and he wants to basically make Zeke his accomplice. He wants to implicate Zeke yeah, so that yeah. he can... This is his recruitment process yes. for Zeke. I think you should have thought this through a little better. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't like it. I Again, I like Pete. And clearly Pete has to learn a lesson. Right. So he should get a trap, just not this one. Well, I like the idea of the trap, but... We got to make it a way for Pete can get himself out. Yes, exactly. You know? But I mean, what what's the lesson Pete needs to learn, right? He's got to learn something about letting go. It's, he's got to let go of his bitterness, you know, his resentment. He's got to acknowledge, he's got to face himself and acknowledge like, yeah, I... I brought this on myself. It wasn't just that I got caught. It was I was doing this stuff. And he's, you know, because he's doing recovery shit, it's gotta, he's got to be at least partly there, right? He can't be in total denial. Right. Should we just put Pete on hold too? Put a pin in Pete? Yeah. 
Put a pin in Pete. Put him in the Pete locker. <laughs> but I, I'm not I'm not ready to give up this trap. But like it does need some modification. We need some so work. we'll we'll yeah. add it to the list of things we have to modify. Yeah. And then the final test, again, I think is also Zeke's test. And it's a two-part test where Marcus Banks, Zeke's dad, is it's the marionette test. So first he's being strung up and he's his blood is slowly being drained. And Zeke has one bullet and can either shoot William or shoot the target that will lower his father and stop his blood being drained, which he ends up choosing to, like, save his father. Yeah. The second part Which of I this- don't get. His dad is such a piece of shit to right? him. Another thing I love about this movie is just how big an asshole Samuel L. Jackson's character is. To everybody, to but especially ev- Zeke. Everybody, but especially his son. Right? I love that conversation they have where he's like... <laughs> Lord. right he's his son's landlord <laughs> yeah that whole conversation where they're like he's like renters have rights start paying rent you get rights and then like he basically was like asking for his dad to be a dad <laughs> yeah can we have dinner together and he was like laughing at him right like oh you want a hug <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking yeah cop landlord and shitty dad that's three fucking strikes marcus right. yeah you earned it but zeke does pass this test but it's kind of a boring test. The first part. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. What happens is great. But yeah, I'm with you. I like I, it's kind of fun to like the bloodletting aspect of it. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about shooting the target to do it that it's kind of dull. It's really dull. And again, it's not. It's a, it's a test for Zeke. Right. Like Marcus has nothing to do with it. But what I don't understand is what the second half of the test was, how that was supposed to work. Or was it just... I, I think it was just for him to get killed. Yeah, and, and for William to get away. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's he's on some Costas Mandalore shit. He's on some Hoffman shit here, but also some Amanda shit. But at the same time, there is something I kind of love about it where it's like it turns Samuel Jackson into a puppet. And oh, I makes lo- it look like he's trying to shoot the SWAT team so yeah. he gets gunned down. Yeah, he's, it's suicide by cop from a cop. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, yeah, it's that video that he gets at one point. That's the pig marionette mm-hmm. pointing a gun at the camera. And it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yep. This is a pig. It's tying and back a in. So, you yeah. know what? I, I, anytime a person gets turned into a marionette, I'm a fan. I think Zeke needs a different, well, I don't know. We can talk about, let's talk about Zeke in a second. I think that this ta- this trap as the marionette part of it, no notes. I, I don't really give a shit about the blood part of it, but like, yeah, Marcus Banks. Yeah. Should we give him a way out or no? He just, this happens. I don't know. I'm fine with this just happening again. Okay. So it's not everything I love about saw traps. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like an argue with the results, you know? I love the poetry of what happens. Right. But it feels like off-brand even for an off-brand jigsaw, you know? Yeah. Is this another one that we need to add a, an element to? Like table it? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think something else has to be done. All right. We'll table it for our wrap-up. Because you know what? When we get when we take inventory of all these traps and, and who, who kind of needs adjustment, I think that we'll be inspired. So we just need to have this all on, on one list. Mm-hmm. Does Zeke need a trap? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Zeke needs a trap. I just want him to join him. Yeah, I really do want them to work <laughs> together. I want Zeke to be the Hoffman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the one working from the inside. Yeah. 
and William can be the one who thought dead and like, you know, working in the shadows. Yeah, because this is another situation where it's like, give me Carrie always as Jigsaw. Give me Chris Rock as Jigsaw. Right. Give me that. <laughs> I mean, because he should at this point recognize the futility of his job. Right. I mean, I, I feel like he'd be convinced at this point. I fucking, God, I love so much about Zeke, but I love when he gives, so when he's give, put in charge of this case and he's giving that like sort of speech where he's just like, I know you all f- hate me. I know you all think I'm <laughs> a rat. You, some of you are mad at me for fucking your mother. <laughs> yeah. But then like doesn't give the second half of that speech. No. Like he's just like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. No, there's, there's no like motivational, but we're going to work together to solve this. It's like, no, no. I just want you to know that I know you hate me. Yeah. I mean, he, he's when he's yelling on the phone in the church, so fun. So much of his performance in this is about his eyes and how narrow or how wide they are. <laughs> I wonder if that's a choice he made or if Probably. that's like a direction he was given. I, it's This feels like mostly Chris Rock's well, character, like that he made a lot of choices yeah. himself. Chris Rock is not a natural actor. Right. Right, like he's there's something very kind of, I want to say artificial or awkward about it. And in some movies, like, yeah, I don't think he's great in every movie he's in because some movies call for a naturalistic actor. But the Saw series is full of <laughs> decidedly not naturalistic acting. And so I think he really works here. He really right. fits. And there's almost a contrast with an actor like Samuel L. Jackson, who is very much a natural actor in a lot of ways. And he almost feels out of place. Uh, it's sorry. It's just... It's great. I think this movie's really interesting. <laughs> it is. And God, like almost everything that comes out of Chris Rock's mouth is is a great quote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it, and he's like, he sucks. He's an asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole on the wrong side of a lot of things, but he has this weird integrity you have to admire. So, no, you're right. He doesn't need a trap. He needs to join William. Yeah. Pigsaw. <laughs> Pigsaw 2. That's what we needed. All yeah, right. I, I think these movies need more famous non-actors in them. Yeah, that's like what you Chris think? Rock or uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we need more of that kind of stuff in the Saw movies. Uh, or Simone, mm-hmm. who who won a, won a, a reality show contest. <laughs> I mean, she makes the most out of that God, win. She's so great, and I love that she. I get, want like, her back. Yeah. Right. Anyway. I think that the reason this movie gets kind of... A, and look, there's, I'm not going to say it's perfect. There's a lot of problems with it. Almost every scene that Shank is in is like a duh, duh, duh. Like the first thing out of his mouth when he's like, your dad's the reason for all of this. It's like, oh, he's Jigsaw. Right. Well, <laughs> like, part of the problem is, is that it's using some of like the Saw franchise's oldest tricks yes. that by this point were by movie nine, we are all very familiar with. So like, for example, when he shows the picture of his wife and kid, it's like, Oh, you're not in this picture. Huh? Strange. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, exactly. You know what to look for. Right. But one, it has the good sense to be 93 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Unlike, which, unlike some other Saw movies, some other Saw movies, but it also, it's like a noir movie. So in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel like a Saw movie. But also, it's got just enough of the vibe that you're like, okay, I'm on board. I don't know. I liked it a lot more this time. Also, it's got a rap song over the end credits, Mm -hmm. which not enough of those anymore. Agreed. You know, I don't disagree with you. It just, 
I feel the same way about it that I felt about it back then. Okay. Like it's not my favorite, but it's not my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like it gets more hate than it deserves. Yeah. And I think that there are enough, there's enough here that like, I will probably watch, what am I saying? I will watch this movie <laughs> again. It's the closest you'll ever get in this franchise to a saw palate cleanser. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All right. That's it. We're uh, right. We're done. No more. <laughs> the saw's over, right? Sawloween is ended. No. Sawwin. <laughs> hey, Sawwin. Oh, God damn it. Get it? No. Guess what? <laughs> what? <Sorry>. Surprise. <laughs> They what? brought us another one. Did they want to play another game? They want to play a few more games. Oh, great. So yeah, we I love games. We have one more Saw movie left to discuss. Oh, fuck it. Can we just do it now? Nope. Ah. Nope. We are coming back next week with our coverage of Saw X or Saw X. Saw 10. And then, you know, a final wrap up where we finally take all dozen who knows of these jigsaws and throw them all in traps yeah little tests for them fuck them up Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so we will see you next week with our saw finale yeah our uh i know you've got one in the bag i don't i wish i did uh our swan song (laughs) 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 sure sure We'll go with that. We're going to say sayonara. (laughs) Sadios. So we will see you next week if we're still alive. Sog. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You let me know when you're done. (laughs) Sanjor. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. You're done. I saw Pose. All right. We will see you next week if we're still alive. And until then, bye. Good luck. You're not Jigsaw, bitch. (laughs) I speak for the dead. I speak for the dead. (laughs) Bye. Good luck. TTFN.